Hey everybody, it's Winter here. Welcome to Tangent Island. Uh, talking today about these in and out lists that are making the rounds. Everybody has an in thing and an out thing for 2024. I don't know where this came from. This feels so 1980s coded. Um, and we're also talking about this very funny article uh, that dropped in the last few weeks about things that are over. I'm going to be joined by my friend, Abby Gardner. She is the host of the podcast. We have notes. She's very funny. Uh, she joined me on waiting to exhale multiple times. She is a Swifty and a Harry or a Larry. I don't know what Harry, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, I, he's been gone for so long. I haven't seen his face in months so now i don't even know his last name the guy from one direction who's solo and dated olivia wilde and Flo. anyway she's one of those she's a very big fan i love that she's a gen xer that is a fan of taylor swift and harry because it's just so to me it's like the justification i have for still being a fan of new kids on the block even though they literally could not drop a new single for the life of them. We're just going to be singing Hanging Tough until we're 90 years old. Um, and that's fine for me. I'm very satisfied with that energy. I'm not going to listen to their new single. Imagine me just driving down the street listening to the new Nukes on the Block. Can you imagine? That's so weird. But she is invested in the livelihoods of the Swift world and the Harry world and it's very funny but we're not talking about that today we're going to talk about these in and out lists talk about um the things that are over newsletter that dropped um but like it's the new year so i'm super aggro uh usually typically but i'm not in 2024 that's my only resolution is that i'm not going to be as aggro about things because last year was so intense and I want to just ease into the vibe. I want to take off the pressure that was 2023, 2022, 2021, 2020. I mean, that's a long time, y'all. It's a long time to be under pressure. I'm not the president of the United States. I don't require or need to have that amount of pressure entering my 40s. That is very unfair. So I've decided to take the power back. I'm taking back the night on my life and my mental health. So I'm just easing into things. I'm not going to be aggro. And, you know, one of the things that we're also going to talk about today is TikTok has done a trend report. Um, they do these annual re trend reports where they sort of predict what the trends are, what influencers, users should be looking out for, what they should be uh implementing into their content distribution and diet and it's the year of the delulu it's the year of delulu rather um delulu is short for delusional or it's slang rather for delusional so they're advising everyone to lean into delusion now now, now on its face that sounds ridiculous i admit it it sounds ridiculous to be delusional being delusional is uh, something that you say to somebody as an insult, right? She's delusional. He's delusional. Um, that's, they're delusional. 
you you say that because somebody sounds ridiculous or they're over uh, estimating their ability or their capabilities or somebody else's interest level in something that they're doing. And, um, you know, I, I typically wouldn't subscribe to that, but I'm going to subscribe to it this year. I think Delulu is funny. Um, you know, I, I think we need to all move forward you know, not too quickly, right? We all won't need to savor the moment more than anything. I'm savoring the moment. And I think that's the context of all of this is that I need to savor the moment um, because I'm very nostalgic. Uh, I really, really think a lot about things that have brought me a degree of of happiness and, and lovingness and, and the memories of things. I really am committed to sort of holding on to those things. Um, but living in the past is weird. I don't think I'm necessarily living in the past. I don't look back at certain things fondly and go, oh God, I wish I could go back to that time. I don't. I lived it. I was there. Um, I do think though that think future tripping, going to the future and thinking, overthinking things that haven't happened yet or things that you probably can't change um, is not healthy. So I'm leaning into the present. But the thing about being in the present is that you still have to do things. You still have to strategize if you want to, you know, move in a direction that's in your favor. So this TikTok girl, Isabel Timmerman, uh, she's supposedly the queen of Delulu. And a lot of her uh, content on TikTok is leaning into sort of that, you know, every day, this is my life. But what is interesting about her, and I'm going to insert one of her TikToks and somebody talking about her TikTok here, um, is that she provides a dramatic example of things we're all thinking that are crazy, but she sort of exemplifies it in her TikTok content. Um, I've never really leaned into being delusional. I've been I want to be as rooted as possible in reality. But then I look back in my past and I look back in my 20s and yeah, I was delusional about a lot of things. So I also think that some of this is just uh, seated in like age, right? When you're in your 20s, your brain's not even fully closed yet. So your your skull is not closed yet. It's a scientific fact, y'all. Your, your skull's not closed. Your brain's not fully developed. So you are, your, your, your level of risk your fear, but then your approach to things that are risky is a lot different uh, when you get older and you become more risk averse because you've been through some shit. So now you're like, eh, I'm not going to do that. Eh, I'm, you know, I'm not going to, you know, leave things to chance. You, you're, you're, you're putting more energy into things that preserves your life. I know I am, preserves the life of your loved ones um, and preserves your safety and your money and your energy and your time. So like when you're young, you don't think about all those things. I just definitely, I was not that type of 20 something adolescent. I just went out, did whatever, dressed however, acted however, said whatever. To an extent, like there's elements of me that are still the same that still do that, still say whatever, uh, still dress however, 
but I think my the my attitude and like how I present is a lot more mature. Um, because you get you get you you get the experience of life. Life comes at you fast. Um and you know, I think being delusional, you have to like figure out what type of delusion you're gonna lean into. And one of the examples in this article, which I'm gonna link in the show notes, we'll talk more about it at the end says that you have to act it's it's literally like acting the part to manifest what you want and some of these things i don't really need i don't need to manifest a relationship i i'm married i have the relationship uh that i want with the person that i want and we work on our relationship aggressively tirelessly and we're two different people so i can't change the personality of my husband, I married him for his personality. I married him for his looks too, but I married him for his personality. What I can do is support him um, when he wants to adjust or when we need to, you know, we've been doing that aggressively, specifically in the last year or so. We've been working tirelessly to strengthen our marriage and repair our marriage where it was flawed. Um, so I don't have to, I don't care so much about that. Uh, the work stuff, you know, yeah, you got to manifest the, you know, dress for the job you want. They say that all the time. Yeah, you got to do a lot of that stuff. But I also think that career is different in this generation. It's certainly different for us as Gen X, which is different just all around in this, this, this world that we live in now. So like, you know, this is part of my career, even though I don't, you know, I'm not doing this uh, uh, to generate an income per se. I'm doing this to broaden, um, my experience and, and, you know, talking about doing the podcast, I'm doing this to broaden my experience, to stay up on top of my skills because I love it. Also, I love interacting with you all and, and, and sharing things with you all and hoping you receive something from it. But the one that stuck with me, acting the, the financial part, I don't know. Uh, I, I've been reticent to talk about this because growing up, they were always saying like, you don't talk about money, politics, or religion, but I'm sorry. We got to start talking about money. Um, I want everyone to have money. I want everyone to have what they need if they so desire. In my case, speaking on myself, yes, I would like to be rich. The ability and the approach to obtaining wealth um, is not something that I thought about, you know, I thought about it differently when I was a kid, because when in the eighties, you know, wealth was, it was obscene and you were presented it by, by like watching lifestyles of the rich and famous, for instance, right. Or reading tabloids or, you know, looking at entertainment tonight, like wealth seemed unattainable because it only seemed for like a certain type of people. And you had to be a celebrity, which is still true. But then you start hearing about wealth in different ways, which I wasn't exposed to. I didn't know a wealth manager. I didn't know stockbrokers. I didn't know anybody in the corporate field. I didn't know uh, venture capitalists. And then I'm growing up in San Francisco. So now we've got Silicon Valley and wealth looks different, right? Like wealth doesn't look like power suits and briefcases. It's a different approach. Steve Jobs, I think, um, was when the first people, him and Bill Gates, where they just did not look wealthy. They looked broke down and broke, but they looked like your average dude, which is a different type of approach to wealth. Um, but it's not just about aesthetics. Um, it's about obtaining it and creating it and generating it for yourself. 
Um, and, you know, I'm not going to pretend that I'm the most fiscally savvy person, but I do know how to make money. Um, but the one thing that I won't do is go after it in a weird, creepy way. Um, and that is unfortunately how a lot of people generate wealth. See our former president. But at the same time, there are things that I want to have. Basic, simple things. Um, and you need to have a fair degree of income to get that. And so one of the items was like, act like you're rich and then you'll become rich. Silly, right? This sounds like some rich dad, poor dad shit. But I really do think that works. I, you know, we just got back from Paris, which was fantastic. Necessary, needed. We're going to talk a lot about it on Staying Afloat, which we are recording this week. So you'll have that. And, you know, Paris is getting a lot of flack, uh, specifically from TikTok, because once again, Gen Z and, you know, late millennials messing it up for everybody else by spreading misinformation about places they just showed up to. Some of these idiots had never even gotten on a plane. Mm. Much less tip their ass across the Atlantic to go to a different country like Paris and then they get there and it does not give them what they expect. And that is hilarious. Paris is one of those places that is, if you've never been there before, you really have to sort of build sort of an understanding of Paris because once you've done all the stuff, the Eiffel Tower, the Louvre, Versailles, all that stuff, once you've done those things, then you have to sort of go deeper and pull back the curtain on the actual Paris. You don't, you will not get to know Paris in one trip. You need several trips to Paris to understand Paris and how the Parisians move. And Parisians, just like San Francisco's, just like New Yorkers, just like Chicagoans, you know, Paris is a major city. It's got a lot going on. It operates in one way versus what people out in the countryside are doing. People in Nice, people in Lyon, like they're, you know, even in Versailles, they're like a different energy out there. When you're in Paris, it's a different energy. It moves like a major city. It has a really quick, fast pace. And when we're this will be our third trip together as a couple, and it will be my sixth time there um, as an individual. And, you know, I feel like even on my sixth trip, long trip, right, I have a better understanding of it. And it felt like every trip that I'd taken before finally, like, accumulated and added up. So now I kind of have a better understanding of how to, like, move about the city, and the one thing that I love, and, you know, this is a term that has really blown up in the last year, is quiet luxury. And quiet luxury is simply you are wealthy or whatever you are, you are appearing wealthy, but it's not like labels, labels, brands, brands. Or it's, a, it's, a, it's a key element or fashion piece that has that brand, but everything else is sort of just like a very up street, high street, basic. 
there's a lot of that going on in Paris right now. You can see a tourist from a mile away. Um, and I feel, I, I, I think about this TikTok of this girl, I'm making note of this because I have to share this since I'm bringing it up. I want you to see it. There's a young woman um, who recently went to Paris and she was really disappointed by how rude everyone was. And she was wearing a bray. And I thought to myself, well, honey, you know, I know that sounds ridiculous, but that's like, you know, that's a dead giveaway that you're a tourist. And is there anything wrong with being a tourist and looking like a tourist in another, if that's your, if that's what you're into, super, super go for it. But for me, I find that it's easier to blend when you're kind of pretending to be like them. Delusion. I'm going to be delusional about this. I always try to organize my fashion for France. I don't do this for many places, right? I dress for comfort first, always, then fashion. But fashion comes first when I go to Paris because they are so on point with the fashion. And I found myself, I, I, you know, I didn't do a lot of shopping there because I really did not, We, you know, we both like just brought carry-ons because I just don't want to check bags because I just do not trust airports or airlines. And so I, I made a, I made a, I promised myself if I buy anything, it has to fit into the suitcase. So that, what does that leave? You know, it can't be shoes, it can't be purses, it can't be clothing. So it left like accessories, fragrance. So I bought a fragrance um, that I love. And I will also put that in show notes by Rado Gypsy Water. A very clean floral woodsy scent, which is what I wanted for 2024. I wanted a clean woodsy, um, fresh scent. I wear, I tend to wear a lot of musks. I tend to wear a lot of white flowers in the summertime. I think the most offbeat scent I have is Gucci Rush, which I wore a lot as a teenager in my early 20s too. And I wanted something that just felt like clean, fresh. I wanted a new start for the new year, a new fragrance. So I bought that. Um, and then I bought one called Blanche Bebe. I'm, my French is terrible, but it was the name of the store is called Liquidies. Liquidies, I don't, Liquidies. I don't know French at all, okay? So just stick with me, we'll link all the best scent I've really purchased in the last two years. Fantastic. So that to me felt luxury. It was not cheap. I don't recommend people just go out and your life will be changed because you spent X amount of dollars on some perfume, but it definitely felt luxury to me. So I bought it. Um, we went to the vintage stores, spent a lot of time going back and through there. Um, there's multiple all around the Marais and Montmartre. And, you know, I bought an Angora light sweater that was small enough to fit into the suitcase. That was the only reason I bought it. And it was really cute. It's hot pink. Um, but like, you know, just knowing myself and knowing the trends, that's what I wanted. And those things made me feel luxury on top of the fact that we're in Paris for Christmas and New Year's, that felt luxury. But the thing is, is like, how do you push that forward into something that actually holds weight? Like it's, these are things, right? Like, like a sweater and a gore sweater, some fragrance. How do you push that forward into things? So yeah, we're going to talk about that as well, because, you know, everyone 
is trying to figure out how to make more money, how to get in front or behind or whatever this recession is going to be. And I, you know, think a level of delusion, delusion in this sense is an accurate take. Um, again, a 20 something year old, very pretty, very tall white girl on TikTok is not going to influence me. But the concept is something to think about. Um, this is definitely coded for her demographic. I'm not a part of that, but I think just the overall delusion of it applies. I also think it's not unrealistic to see a world where you're an over 40 influencer. I think people want to hear from us. I actually know they do. We're fucking rad and cool. So that's today's episode really excited for you all to listen to this really fun conversation. Abby's just the best. And we always get into, I mean, who knows how long this episode will be. We're going to try to keep it tight, but you're listening to Tangent Island. We'll get to the point at some point. We'll get to the point at some point. <laughs> she so the influencer I was telling you about that we're not going to yeah. say her name. Yeah, it, she doesn't. This is this is my things that are over. Some of these influencers who are playing dumb about stuff because for whatever reason it gives them views and stuff like that. But telling the world that you don't wash your vagina is disgusting to me. It's disgusting to me. That's it's, just. Like that's are we being snobs because we don't know <laughs> I just I was just this all came up because I was like, I don't wash my hair that up. I said I'm usually in a bun and you're I I don't because I like actually washed my hair today after I worked out. And I said, well, I always wash myself, but I don't always wash my hair. And that's how we landed here. And like, I don't think it's snobby to think that you should like wash your parts. I don't think it's snobby either. I recognize And if it is, then I will be a snob. Then I'll be a snob. I, 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 there's, there is this. So, so when I sent you, I told you I wanted you to come on and talk about the in out list, which seemed to have fallen by the wayside. I think everybody got really excited about it and then decided (laughs) it was too much work and effort and they couldn't help stand by to the values they espouse for themselves. And then uh, this, this things that are over list, which is so funny and so funny to me, the thing that's over is being super nonchalant about you know, your inability to wash your body. Like I, if you don't, if you have the means you wash, if you don't have the means, I'm going to give you all of the, the, the room because this country is a mess and you don't have what you need. And that's, that's a different story. Like that's a different podcast. Like that's it. Yeah. This person is actively like this is a lifestyle choice that they're making and telling everyone about. It yes. Sounds like. Yes. It's a lifestyle choice that they don't or that they did not know. And and to be this, she's in her 30s, to be this grown and not know that you got to go inside 
and clean the vulva area. Like, you know, babe, we, we know. And so I just. But even I, when, like, even when you're like teaching little kids how, like when they start. Right. Bathing themselves, you know, like moving toward like, I think about my nephews, right? Right. Who like, they're. Like one is a bait is a toddler, so he right. gets bathed still, right, by someone. Mm-hmm. But the the other boys are like nine and six and a half, so they go and take a shower, right? You know, but like my brother or my sister in law or me, if I'm taking care, of, like make sure you wash all you like. There's conversation. I remember there's like, conversations. You gotta wash all your parts. Like you talk about like <laughs> however you guys talk in your family, you know, whatever your family's language is but like you I that's not weird to like teach you teach somebody that you have to clean all the parts right like, right and that's why and then if, to- no, if nobody taught you you didn't just like into it at some point in life that that maybe should I should do washed. this yes and as this a is- woman like yeah. there are things that happen there like a lot of things happen there every day Right. But like certain days or, you know, like, that, and again, I'm not afraid, like your period, like whatever, you don't, you, I know, never crossed, like you've never like bled out in a pair of pants and she thought did, like, I should also, ago. She I did should also wash ago. that. She did just two months ago. So this she'll is- wash the pants, wash the pants, but not her, her own vagina. Right. And mm-hmm. this is what it, these influencers <laughs> This is, these are the things that are over for me. It's not like, okay, we can consider ourselves influencers because we're influencing, we're putting, we're creating product and recommendations as podcasters, as writers, but I'm not going to A, tell somebody to do something uh, that is going to retroactively backfire. I'm not going to suggest something that's not to your benefit. It is to your benefit if you have the means, again, to do these things. Because my thing is that it's a luxury if you get the opportunity to do so. So why not take that? (laughs) Why not take that opportunity to lean into it? It's the weirdest shit. It's part of that, you know, the, the things that are over this Quinn Larrabee yeah. wrote this yes. article that I sent to you. It's, uh, great. it's great. And she goes into, gosh, so many the, different things that are com- over. The comment section was amusing to me as well. And this is that there is an interchange that like uh, someone wrote. I'm confused and want to ensure I'm not missing the intent and purpose of this article. Is this meant to be comedic and satirical? <laughs> and Quinn, Quinn, Quinn responded, I'm confused and want to ensure I'm not missing the intent and purpose of your comment. Is it meant to be passive aggressive and annoying? <laughs> and then it goes from there. And like, this person is like, actually not at all. I don't believe in passive aggressive communication. So I was asking a direct and serious question and Quinn wrote, I think if someone has to ask if what I write is parentheses an attempt at comedy and satire, they probably aren't my target audience. I see that you attended Dartmouth and you're a mindfulness and yoga coach. Your intellect probably predisposes you to have strong and vocal opinions and your vocation suggests that you're earnest, sincere and sensitive, which are qualities that are antithetical to my writing persona. 
amazing. Died dead. That was like my fate. I mean, I loved the list, but then I was like, oh, let me see what's in here. Because I was like, oh, people maybe added, you know, their things or whatever. And then I that was this like is the first brilliant. thing that came up. It's brilliant. Everything she I love said it. made made so much sense. Everything totally. And said. even if I and even if I was like, oh, maybe like, but like I'm like, I get it. Like it all, like I under she made the case for everything that she She put made on the there. case. Wait, like this is what okay, I'm gonna tell the listeners just some I'm not gonna say all yeah, of them, yeah. but I'm gonna say that uh canceling someone, okay, cancel culture, I didn't necessarily agree with that. Shouty activists, absolutely. I'm just yeah. tired of shouting. I'm tired yeah. of shouting your thing. I, I it, whether you're on the left or the right, I'm I'm just I, I noticed during the January 6th anniversary or whatever the fuck you want to call it that there was not a lot of like uh, 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 outrage about it because I think we're all exhausted by outrage. Uh, she said she's tired of nail art, which you know I'm not gonna sit anywhere for a fucking two hours so you can just put some shit on that's gonna last for two weeks. I'm just not gonna do it. She's um over. This is a growth opportunity. Brilliant. Uh, ketamine, ketamine lozenges. Yes, <laughs> I'm done with people thinking that drugs are gonna fix things that drugs cause. Um, let's see the, the ignoring someone. Uh, let see coaches. Paulo Santo drinking alcohol. Soft launches. Skinny jeans on guys. Western guilt. Working remotely. Manifesting. Uh, what else? There's another one that I thought was oh L A. You know, LA is, is, is a soft dig. I saw it's your, a, I saw your post on the, your story. You know, it, it, it's, the, LA is over, Abby. I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's over for, it's not over for me, but it's over, I think, as a concept. Well, I think like all the ways we think of like cities, like, like in a, I mean, you know, I love New York and LA and I have lived yeah. in both and like, I love both and could live in both again, whatever. Um, but like, <laughs> a, there's a way that New York's over too, you know, yeah. like, a, like there's a certain, I mean, it's not like LA's never over, over like New York's never, over, but like the way it used to be for so long and not just when we were in our twenties, I mean, right. like before that, before that, back in the thirties and the forties, like the ways that it was it, like. I don't know. Like, it feels like all the American cities are over. <laughs> I, I uh, We just got back from Paris, and Paris is concerned that they've been canceled. And literally right. three different Parisians asked me, why does TikTok hate Paris? And I said, first of all, stop listening to fucking kids on TikTok. Also, never- like, congratulations. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that means you're not over. I think that means you're not That, you won, Paris. Yet again, you've won. You've Paris. won. You've won. I, I, I they can't. Here. They can't go to Paris. Listen, there are many things about Gen Z that I love very much, and I'm very vocal mm-hmm. about those. Mm-hmm. I'm very vocal. I'm very vocal about those, and yes. I love so many. And I have friend. I have. I have. You know, age diversity in my friend groups. Like, so it, this is not. You know, a but. Things that drive me nuts. Well, we could get into media literacy is dead, and oh. TikTok and Jay Z have killed it. Uh, Gen yeah. Z have killed it. I said Jay Z. I didn't Jay-Z? mean Jay Z. What did Jay Z do? I'm not mad at Jay Z. Said I. It's because he was looking at me. It's because he was looking at me. I love Jay Z. I love Jay almost as much as I love B. But yes. um, 
I've been to many J shows too, but uh, too. no, Gen Z, media literacy. And then also they can't go to Paris because their feelings would get hurt when someone like looked at them with like a smirk, like one time or like rolled their eyes at them. They'd be like, I have to take a day. My feelings are hurt. And it's like, that's oh just God. Paris, baby. Like that's just anyone, by the way. Like it's, but like you ordered a coffee and someone said, thank you. And like, didn't say it the way you wanted and they lose their mind, you know? So like, that's why Paris can't work. Paris can't work for them. They're too sensitive. I was working on a project and I was working with a Gen Z web developer and she was very slow. And I never said to her, speed it up. I, I definitely was like, we have a time that we're pushing up against where I have a deadline. So like, can we find a way? I was very sensitive to yeah. her sensitivity. And well, she we're not assholes. We well, are- we're not assholes. We used to be them. We learned quickly. We, 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 we sped up quickly. And she literally told me that she could not join a meeting because she was menstruating. And I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In my mind, I'm thinking to myself, you are menstruating, i.e. you are unable, you have like- You're a, like an alive it? woman with like, things what? are going as, going as designed. As designed. To spec. And- They're going to spec. <laughs> <laughs> she literally, I- I was like, am I being rude and saying that you need to work through your period? I didn't mean it like that. I simply said- if you have two days where you gotta like lay down, totally understand. But a week and a half is is a long time to deal with. And I feel like it, now I feel like I was being mean. I wasn't being mean. I never brought it up. I simply in my mind said, okay, well, you know, let me give you a couple of days. I think I was being generous to get your shit together. Those first two days are rough. And then, Listen, and I know, used to have it. to stay home from school on my first day, like whatever. But I would have probably explained that a little bit more if yeah. that was the case. You know, like not yeah. just been like, I'm on my period. It's like, okay. Okay. So am I. So like, am I. It would just, you know, it's I, like if you have I, stuff, I, I, there I'm are not, things that go on that can when be debilitating. You say that I don't a city disagree like with that Paris at all. But you need to is say that. Like I used to have to stay home from school because I would get sick and like the cramps, but I would also like get physically sick, some like throw up right, and like, right. and that's why I started going on the pill, like whatever. It's like that we all get that, especially as women, we understand that, but like, right. or, you know, like anyone who has a period, but like, I think it was more that she told me. Yeah. I you can't just say know. like, I had my period. Like, <laughs> that's not enough, sis. Like, that's not enough. It wasn't enough. And I don't think. Cause that's like, then you can't be like. I want to be like out in the world. You can, that can't be the, the a thing it, it, because it then be the are thing. all the then they're like, well, the women are menstruating, so they can't do anything. Like we're not going back there more than we already are. It wasn't necessarily like her having the period. It was something else became the issue. I don't have my login. Oh, I don't have the password. Just like that to me is over these excuses that are rooted in honestly your inability to be a professional 
I'm not asking for you to be a corporate robot. I'm asking you to be artistic and creative and and, 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 exude the Rick Rubenness of your lifestyle, whatever you want. But I'm also saying, I got to answer to somebody. Can you give me an answer that's not completely fucking ridiculous? (laughs) Right. And like, if we agreed to a deadline, then like, that's like, you know, we did. And again, we don't like, it's, it's this thing where, you don't want to be like, it's like, I'm not saying you have to get treated like the complete pieces of shit that we were treated like a lot of times. Like I had some lovely people and I had some not lovely people. And certainly we had friends who had everything in the middle. We worked in media and entertainment and early tech you were in. Like it's, you know, like people didn't give a rat's ass about your feelings. I'm not saying we have to go fully that direction. No. Like, but like, you do, it is a job. It's not like a hobby. It's, you know, or it is for me, it's a job. And like, I am not going to berate you and belittle you, but also that doesn't mean I have zero expectations. And I can be kind and direct. First of all, I don't have to be overly sappy when I tell you things, but I can be kind and direct and still be a bit stir and be like, well, this is the deadline. And that's right. not me being mean. Like that's no. not mean. It's not being mean. It's not being mean. Speaking of another thing on this list that I want to bring up with you, which is mm-hmm. controversial. It's controversial. Mm-hmm. Body one, positivity. Mm-hmm. It was body positivity. Yeah. I thought that was a really interesting one. Well, I, I think that that's a very I, controversial top topic. I think there is a there is an argument to be made that like the persona that that became body positivity is over. Like that the concept of being positive about bodies should not be over, but like the quote unquote, I guess like capital letter body posi- capital B, capital P, there mm-hmm. could be an argument to be made, but not that like lowercase body positivity should be over or let anyone wants it to be over. But I think like the facade has been pulled down more so in the past year than even in the years past. Cause it was like how positive, you know, and I, obviously we, I want there to be positivity around bodies, but like, but like the way it was coming out and off was not often sincere from a lot of, in a lot of places. No, no. And I think, you know, I've wanted to talk about this a lot. I wanted to talk about it in the Cosmo article that I wrote. I yeah. feel like as soon as we get a shot of Zempic, which I'm on, as soon as this shows up, uh, yeah, I'm not pausing. I'm literally Scooby running to take this shot because I don't want to be overweight. And I recognize that it's it, it, it does other things for me, which have benefited me beyond that. My health has yeah. improved tremendously, but it's hard to say that out loud. Even, yeah. you know, it's hard to say out loud, I don't want my body to look like this. Yeah. And it's not to anyone else. It's talking about it's myself. I'm not saying somebody else like I can't feel it only be to myself. in the comfort zone that they're in. I'm not judging anyone else. I'm talking about me. 
and how I felt. It is me. This is a solo project. This I don't, is- all the things I think about when I, I feel like we share a lot of, like we, like, I feel that same way about my body. I've lost weight recently. I feel great. Like physically, like physically, I you feel great. great. You I, look great. You look fantastic. Like, but I feel better mentally. Like, I know that I wish that that wasn't true, but right. it is for me. I right. do, I, and I can say quite honestly, I do not look at anybody else's body the way no. I. Like I, I, I mean, I might think someone's beautiful, like whatever, but I am not critiquing anything. It is so, all my hatred is self-focused about my body. (laughs) I wish it, I wish it wasn't true. I always say there's a part of it of like deprogramming the time period in which we grow up, grew up is like impossible to an extent. Like we cannot lose all of that. And like, I've worked on it. I'm in there, you know, it's like, I don't hate my body as much as I used to, like even when it was bigger, but like, I am not going to lie. And if someone, I know we're not, you know, we shouldn't be going around talking about people's bodies to their faces and I don't, but like, if someone says to me, like, you look thinner, that makes me feel good. And I can admit that. And I do, I wish it didn't, but it does. It does. You know, it, I wish it didn't. I wish that wasn't. And by the way, I hope we're the last generation yes, that is, is pushed in that direction. You know what it was like growing up with the Jane Fonda's, the Richard Simmons gems, physical, the movie, you know, like Kate Moss. Fat, every, fat jokes. She- I mean, everyone talked about fat. People could call everybody, say anything about your body to you at any age. Every grown up woman we ever knew was on a diet for her entire life. Like it was real. And it I was, was real. And I was a skinny kid, but they would also tell you how skinny you were. And you're so lucky you're so skinny. Always in talking about your body, in your body, on your body, all of that. But the positivity of it is that, you know, I can't really sort of make head nor tails about the direction she was kind of going into when you kind of look at it. Yeah. She also hated avocado toast, which I think is hysterical. This woman is all over the place. And and, and we're going to get into the next one because I wanted to, that I want to talk yeah. about as well. But she's talking about obesity and, and, and the fact that for anyone who Googles how many people die of obesity, you will see the italicized text was plagiarized, but Harvard has made plagiarism plagiarism great again. Yeah. It's time for people, obese people to lift themselves from their asymmetrically worn sofas and go for a light jog. Now, that mm. is very, very mean. However, I watch enough 600-pound yeah. life to know that the scale or, or, or sort of like that, 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 what am I saying? The, uh, slide into morbid obesity is a, it doesn't have, it does not take much. It does not take, I Mm. am proof positive of that. If you have a pandemic, if you're trying to have a baby, if you start using DoorDash and then you get DoorDash plus, uh, yeah, you're going to get there really quickly. And I have for myself, again, I have made it a focus to really invest in what is it that I need my body to do? Because now mm-hmm. Abby, I got knee problems. And well, that's the thing as you get older, 
as you get older and like wherever it's coming from, I am so focused on my exercise in a different way. Like what should I be doing? Cause I'm like, I want to keep being able to do all the shit I can do now for a long fucking time because. Right. Like, right. But you know, like I'm well into my forties. I do not have children. I'm very happily child free. But like mm-hmm. part of that means I want to be like fucking doing shit all the time, like out in the world, you know, or otherwise I sit on my couch and that also makes me very happy and I love to lay. It's like I either want to be traveling or like talking to no one inside my apartment. But like, exactly. you know, it's, it's like I, because I don't look necessarily my age. I definitely don't act my age. And I know, like, and don't. again, any way anybody wants to age is also super cool with me. I have made decisions about what I want to do. Like, I will n- probably never stop coloring my hair. And like, I think it's Neither. super cool if you don't want to, but I will be doing that. Like, I will be doing things. I will be getting my Botox that I get. I will be, you know, I'll just get it closer and closer together as need be. Like, those are my decisions. Again, I don't look at someone else and go like, oh my God, what are you doing? It's like, nope, this is just what works for me. But also that means like I need my body to like keep up. Like, I need my knees to keep their shit together. Like, they're the thing that tell- – it's like this – I was literally saying this today after a Inferno hit Pilates class um, to my team. This I sounds was like, amazing, by the way. It's amazing. It's in like um, – I know we don't really talk about him anymore, a Bikram – like room, <laughs> but like uh, they also do that. They also do that style of yoga there. We don't call it that anymore. But like, um, is is Bikram over? I didn't know that. I I guess I forgot that he had been uh, cast out. Yeah, I mean he's like uh, out of the country, can't come back to America because he'd get like right. prosecuted for shit. Right. But like all the studios, then they also don't have to pay him this like tithe, basically that they were paying him for a million years to like do his twenty six postures in this order but we do that there also but uh, this is like a hot mat pilates with hit intervals like you'll do burpees in the middle in like a 110 degree room oh my god so yeah but i was saying to my teacher the tooth like because i my knee got a little stiff at one point and he was like oh are you okay and i was like yeah it's fine and then afterwards i was just like it was showing its age to me and i said it's my the skin on my neck and my knees yeah. Will, like keep me honest about how old I actually That's am. how I feel about my knuckles, my hands. Immediately. Immediately I'm seeing it in my hands. I'm getting sausage fingers like Prince Char or King Charles, rather. Uh, yeah. I'm getting King Charles hands. Which is why he wears all those rings probably to sort of like and I'm doing the same thing. I'm totally going like King Charles. I always wear a lot of ring, but I also have short, like stubby hands compared to how tall I am. Like my nails are good right now, but like I, my mom had like really beautiful hands and like really beautiful nail beds. I have like the nail beds of a child and, (laughs) um, and like stubby. And I'd be like, um, why did I get like, here you go. This is like conversations. Like, why did I get, why didn't I get your hands? Like I got dad's like hands and she goes would you I, rather got. Ha- I got my dad and hands. she would go would you rather have his legs and I was like touche mom touche I would rather well, have your legs dad's, thanks <laughs> I got my dad's hands I got my dad's knees like I'm 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 literally the, the you know what it hits like everybody gets it all weirded out by turning 30 and I'm like that's not are you kidding that's a breeze turn 40 
and during a pandemic and just watch this shit starts decaying and decomposing at a clip. You're holding mine on is for not dear that bad. Mine's not, life. <laughs> mine's not that bad, but I didn't. Oh, I no, no, through, no, no, no. I went through that before a pandemic. I was already in my 40s. So maybe I'd already adjusted. No, a, a, I'm to talking the about situation. like I go, he's talking, my doctor's talking about it's osteoarthritis. I'm like, are you in saying what are you saying to me right now osteoarthritis he's talking <laughs> about you know you gotta take a pill you gotta go do physical therapy i said this is i don't have the bandwidth for this but by the way for- my my dad just got his right knee replaced right before thanksgiving like because i don't think he took care of it ever like and then like weight, age, like all that stuff. Obviously, he's my dad. He's way older than us. But like uh, the osteoarthritis, like all that stuff. And I'm like, it's in me. Like that man is my genes. And my mom died at 65. So like, you know, I, I, I'm i like, he. the rest of our family, that was like kind of an anomaly in our family line, even with her parents, with his parents, whatever. Like, you know, but like, I think do you about think, it. Do, 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 do you think, do you, do you, do you have, a, you bring something up that's interesting. Do you have a concern about mortality because your mother died so young? That's very young to, to yeah, it away. is. Well, in some ways, yes, but not like it was very, it was sudden. It was like a pulmonary embolism. She did not have a, it was like oh. a blood clot. Like she had not had clotting issues. So that okay. was not. Mm-hmm. It was like a very, it could be really random, you know, it wasn't like she was ill or, you know, it doesn't make it any, but just in terms of like me thinking about her health and whatever, but right. like, right. um, a little bit it does. Cause I'm like, I think it's like, that is really young. That doesn't feel that far away. I have a lot, you know, but then my dad is totally still alive and he's 75 and like had his knee replaced and like all that stuff. But all, all things considered is in like pretty decent health for someone who... I would love to eat differently and exercise. Um, right. But, right. but like, you know, and his parents lived well into their 90s. My mom's mom died the, like a year before her, basically. And her father died of lung cancer when I was seven. But that was, you know, he was like smoking five gabillion packs of cigarettes. You know, like it's, there's, yeah. you know, I, I think I think about it less. It's more like I think about I have like PTSD from like, like phone calls or like, like a phone call at night, like just yeah. like is especially true. I like a lot of people do that now because people don't call as much. Right. But like, Mm-mm. that is like very specifically like my insides are like, like, mm-hmm. um, because I got a phone call like that. Right. So, or I'm like more concerned sometimes about my dad than I think, I mean, it, He's. I would feel this way anyway. This is his daughter. I'm an eldest daughter. It's like all that stuff. Yeah. But I do think yeah, we're both. Elders, there is the a little oldest. bit more, like eldest daughter. I I was saying this to someone the other day. Like, eldest daughter with a dead mom is like a subset. That need, it's like a little niche of the thing that like needs its own. You're the party of five, Nev Campbell. You're (laughs) Nev Campbell in party of five. Like that's all like that's no, I, you, cause I just think about like, I'm, I'm going through the same thing, watching my mom and dad age. Yeah. It's really hard. It's it's really hard. hard. And, and part of what I said in the intro of the show was that, you know, I am not future tripping anymore. 
I'm also mm-hmm. not trying to accelerate time. I yep. am, I'm nostalgic forever. I think as Gen Xers, we're constantly nostalgic, Always. but I am rooted, you know, what's out for me. Cause I didn't make an in and out list. Cause I'm not a freaking child. Uh, what's out for me though, is, is being obsessive about what's next. And what's in for me is sit, sitting rooted in my reality today. It's, it's, yep. it's honestly one of the only things that I can do for myself that seems like a luxury. I know that sounds crazy. Did you watch the no. Cat Williams interview, by the way? I've seen, I didn't see okay. all of it, so, but I saw chunks. I didn't just see the clip. I saw chunks, but I didn't get a chance to watch it front to right. back, which I should do because it feels like. Okay. But you I should I do. Was, it's too, it's, it's, yeah. as long, it's as long as Napoleon. You can watch that or you can watch Napoleon, whatever. But I will tell you that. Cat Williams, there's a, in between all the snark and the, and the dragging, he said that if you can go to sleep tonight and feel like you've accomplished as much as you could do and okay. that you, you feel good about yourself, you feel good about the person you are, uh, then you have to know that that is the possibility every day. And I, once he, I, it didn't take Cat Williams to say this, sure, but I sure. think it, it took like everything that's been going on in the world and just in general, you know, when I look at sort of all of these people, you know, this, this woman Quinn's amazing list in particular, I like lists like that because it, it, it allows you to take a step back and think, am I overthinking like 90% of these things? A lot of these things didn't have anything to do with me. I'm not on a dating app, but I could tell from not even being on a dating app, I look at somebody and go, why are you on a dating app? Like, I don't want you on dating apps. I, I uh, Let's abolish dating apps. Uh, and then I Please. look at her and, and I say anti-capitalism. I, you know, talked about that in the intro, how I want to be rich. I, me too. I, you know, uh, yeah. I, that was one. That was when I was like, oh, that's one for me. Like, I. Yes. I think I can be. I'll be a really you know, and I know people will be mad, but you can't be a good one. I'm like, I want to be reach. Like yes. I want, I think I would, I have said my whole life and I, listen, I am not complaining about my life. I am very, I live a very, very nice life. So this is not like many, so, so many people I, you know, that I, and I truly mean it. I am grateful for, and I work hard for it and I'm grateful. Right. Yeah. But same, I want to be fucking reach. Yes. Reach, reach, reach. I don't need to be a billionaire, but I no. want to be reach. I yes. don't want to think about buying that Lueve bag. I'm just buying it. And guess what? Yes, I know. Capitalism. Yep. Yeah. I like really nice things. I want to go on nice trips. I want to go to every fucking concert I want to go to. Yes. I would also love to take down Ticketmaster and like make that not a thing, you know, like, but if I can't fix the system, then I want to just buy the fucking ticket that I want, you know? And right. Like, I, right. It's not right. fair. Yes. It's I'm awful. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair that they cost that much. I, I, I went into a lot of detail about you being yeah. a Swifty and a Harry oh, yeah. fan. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. I've already, I already pr- oh, uh, preloaded this into like, the audience. <laughs> uh, they don't need to be, they don't need an explanation I, of how insane I am. <laughs> they don't need that. an explanation about how insane you are. They're aware of how insane you are. Right. Uh, no, I literally am thinking to myself, I also realized that I just drew on one uh, eyebrow darker than the other. So... <laughs> That's that's <laughs> happening right now. Um, no, um, I didn't notice until you said it. I didn't notice till you said it. And I used to be a beauty editor. 
look away. Dang it. Maybe no, that's I, in. That's in for 2024. That's in. That's in. A, a, a little. Uh, you decided. A, 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 I said Karl Marx eyebrow. Uh, Groucho Marx eyebrow for you. Uh, just one. Just one. No, I want to be rich. And I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting wealth. I don't think there's anything with wanting to just have a little bit more than you would probably be set up for. I want to have uh, the Leve bag. I've been looking at them. I've been looking at used ones. I've been looking at fake ones. I've been looking Mm -hmm. at all the ones. I've been looking, looking, looking. Do I have one yet? No. And do I want one this year? Yes. And I will have one this year, regardless of its authenticity. I don't care. I have an aesthetic that I want to build on me. In for me is quiet luxury. I want to be quietly luxurious. I'm not asking, asking, I'm not asking for outsized gauche energy. No, I don't want I, here's to be the thing. gauche. I'm a, I want, so it's like quiet luxury. It's like my version of that is bougie hippie, right? So like my aesthetic might, you know, be a little more j- rings and flow and this and that, but it's like, yeah, but that's expensive. You know, like I want, I'm yeah. bougie hippie, you know, like yeah. uh, I am twirling around in like my <laughs> caftan on the island, you know, but like I'm like in my gorgeous, you know, it's like, it's, you know, I, you get what I'm saying. It's like, I it know is, exactly a, a version of luxury. It's like, but I'm not, yeah, I'm not trying to be like disgusting. No, I'm not going to be obscene. I'm not going to be obscene. I felt weird because I bought a Beamer and it's Mm -hmm. a 20, it was a 20, 23, four, four. And I was like, I wish that I could be the kind of person like these TikTok influencers who could just like show it off, but you can't do that. And it's like, but I worked Mm-mm. really hard to get here. There was yeah. a time, Abby, where my uh, sedan had a hole in the ground. I could see the road when I drove. That was right. not even like, that was like 10 years ago. That was right. recent. That was Yeah, I had to get my ass out of like, uh, oh, I've gotten myself out of debt more than a few times. Like significant debt, you know? Yes. Like, and again, I'm very yes. bad with money. I'm very, but like, you know, I don't, well, here's the thing. It's like, I am not ever been good at budgeting and like whatever. So then the more I make, the more I spend and I'm better at now. I have, I do have some savings and things, but like, you know, I'm still like, it wasn't that I, I also like made all this money. Like I didn't, you know, like, yes, I have definitely had, I definitely, my parents paid for me to go to college. That is like not something that I take lightly at all. That is, you know, but in, even if I say just like the past 10 years, you know, that's been all me. It's not like my dad has never helped me out when I was out of a job, but we were not like rich people who it was like, I'm funding like your lifestyle. It was like, right. Do you want some ramen this week. You work at a mag, you know, and that again, it, but again, I mean, I had the privilege of being like, I could take this shitty paying job in New York city. You know, I didn't ever think I was going to be like without a place to sleep, but I also was broke all the time, you know, and I like couldn't buy the shit that I wish I could buy or that some of my friends could buy or like go out to dinner in the same way or like whatever. And like, I like doing that stuff and I like buying clothes and I like expressing myself with clothing. Like, and 
And some of that is I, I don't like shitty shit. Like and my and if my mom was here, she would tell you that I've always been like that. She'd be like, you could walk into a store and it would have all different prices of things. And the one thing you would like, you'd be like, and you wouldn't know the price. It wasn't about the price. I was always just drawn to it, you know? So what am I supposed to do? It was the most I expensive don't know thing what I saw. She's do. like, how did you know? And I was like, I didn't know. I that's just the thing I liked. Sorry, that's the that's I've been the same way. We're like so similar. It's this is why I love having but also, you like, with me when we do this. But, We're so similar. It's the but same also, I don't like I don't have to have always expensive. I love my Revlon lipsticks. I wear almost exclusively Revlon lipsticks because it's not a thing I think I need to spend a lot of money on to get the desired. And it's good quality. Effect. And Revlon is a good company and, and makes good, good right. quality content. So like, Con- you not know, content, co- cosmetics. Yes, they make good quality cosmetics. So I'm like, you know, there's certain things I spend on or it's like, and at this point, I think the thing about experiences and for me, like concerts and stuff like that, like is so life affirming for me. It has changed my entire life. So like that is an, inv- like some of this, I feel like is an investment in myself. And like, yes, I don't have to have the bag. I'm not saying, you know, but it's like, my the way I feel about myself projects out onto others. It projects, and again, it doesn't have to all come from things, and it certainly doesn't. It's also ten years of fucking therapy and all those things. But like, it's but that's spending on myself. It's like all of that projects out, and then it also allows me to be more creative, to do different kinds of work. Like I have evolved so much after I started, like a having the means to do those things for myself, but also then doing them. Like, right. You know? Um, right. And that was right. like a lot coming out of the pandemic for me. I can't, I had like a pretty like positive experience. I obviously felt awful about like everything that was going on in the world and suffering and whatever. Right. But if I'm looking at right. solely like me, Abby, the person solo, like, came out of it in a much better place than I went into it, which is I don't know, like, the common experience. Um, And it was, like, very – I don't know. It was, like, I I wouldn't wish it on myself or anyone, but, like, I came out of it, like, a much happier person. But part of that was, like, weirdly, I got a different kind of financial security, which was like out of nowhere, like in a, in the form of like, a, you know, a contract job and like certain things. But I also was just like, I had been, I had been working my way to that place. I think like in the 10 years, it's been almost 10 years since my mom died. Um, it yeah. probably will have been 10 years when this airs. And like, I, you know, all these different phases of like, dealing with my grief, but then dealing with my shit that I hadn't dealt with before my grief and like did it and like all this self-work. And then I had like, I moved back to Indianapolis, which is where I'm from. And like a lot, all these different things came together. And then it was like, I felt like I was on the verge of something and somehow within the pandemic and dissociating in all the weird ways we did and like kind of becoming even more obsessive than I was about the things that I loved like freed me up. And then I was just like, oh, I don't care about any, like I, like it like was like the way we let go of like, you know, got weird and like all that stuff. I was like, I'm, I've always been this weird and I was like pushing so much of it down and now I'm just going to be like, and if anybody thinks it's like too much or like annoying or whatever, they can just like go. 
And then Suck and it. it was like and it was like I found my style again weirdly in the pandemic. I was like I found my kookiness again because I would get so bored and I'd be on like meetings all day. So I would almost come as like I didn't even know I was doing it, but like almost like a character. Like I'd like send a picture to my friend and she'd be like, oh, so we're 80 substitute teacher today. And I'd be like, oh. <laughs> I guess I am because it was like a certain these glasses that I'd ordered and like, you know, all this stuff. And I was like, I just started like experimenting again, I think in some ways. And it like freed me up in all the other ways. I don't know. And so some of that is like, I rediscovered my love of like fashion and beauty again in a different way that I had for like years. And it's so fun. Well, you have been like, you know, working as a beauty editor, you, you are, I don't, I'm not going to say that you probably had to go with what the trends were being dictated towards you. You're observe, it's observational, right? So, you know, everybody's kind of doing this, everybody's doing that. I have realized that leaning into the fashion of, of, of what I grew up with, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was definitely a tomboy. And then the expectation was that that I should be somewhat feminine because I am a girl and it's all gendered because we grew up in the right. 80s. But I was like, what is what are the extremely feminine things that I can do for myself, but still maintain like this like tomboyish Tyler the Creator-esque early Kanye aesthetic that yeah. I really, you know, lean Which into. Is like so I was always cool. like that. Yeah, like it's it's cool. so cool. It's cool. I think I am cool. I'm literally like, okay, I'm gonna wear. You're gonna love this. My new thing for 2024 that I'm super leaning into, which is my is on my end list, is I'm just going crazy with gold, and that Love means it. like I'm starting by the end of this year, I might have six gold necklaces. By the end of this year, I might have rings on every finger. Oh. I don't care because I'm all about the Mr. T of it all. I I saw him. I was watching an old episode of A-Team. Obviously, it's old. I was watching an episode of the A-Team. And I said, oh, my God, Mr. T's, look at all his gold. And back when I was a kid, I used to be like, he looks crazy. Now that I'm older, I'm like, he looks perfect. Mm-hmm. He looks exactly, he does, he's wearing jeans rolled up at the cuff. He's wearing a, a, a undershirt. I don't want to say wife beater, but that's what we used to call them. I don't know what you I call. I know. I was like, I was like wait, white like, tank tops. <laughs> t- white tank tops. But it's like he's specific. He's wearing a white tank yeah. top. Very specific, you know, and he's got like this crazy hairdo, but he's got like all these gold chains, all these rings. And that's how, you know, like when he's showing up to the spot, it's about to be on. And that to me is like, how do I bring what can become my signature thing? What is going to be my thing? Because I don't want to I'm not going to fit into an Isabel Morant dress. I'm also not going to buy one, but right. I might want to to have other things that becomes like my signature look. As you we move into middle age, I think oh, yeah. a signature look works. I think Absolutely. being able to show up and people are like, "Oh, this is going to be a whole thing. She's going to look amazing and it's clean and everything like that." It's that. It's spending all the money on on face stuff. I'm super into yeah. like totally not I, I I'm I'm I, I, I'm just gonna say it right here and there like I am preparing for a a facelift at 50 
people will be like, Winter, you don't need one. You don't know what I need. You don't know what no. I, you don't know what I no. want. I my, want to look forever twenty one. Yeah, no, totally. So my my friend and I were having this conversation over text like last week. She is the same age. We are like almost exactly the same age. I, we both look great. Like, and she was talking about something she wanted to fix, and I was talking about something I wanted. And then she was like, "And I'm just gonna fucking do it this year because if it's something that." is bothering you on your body. Like, and I was like, our body, our choice goes in all the directions. Like, again, I do not think anyone else has to do the things that I am choosing to do, but like, I'm going to do them and I'm not going to feel bad about it. Like, I'm not. I'm, that is what I am trying to leave behind a little bit for me is like, why? Don't like, feel why bad wouldn't about I it. do no. it? Why wouldn't no. you know, if I'm not hurting anybody? Like, I mean, of course, you shouldn't be a shit. You know, I not, you know, it's like this specific thing. I'm not gonna like feel bad about the choices I make or how I wanna look or like what matters to me about that. Like, I don't know. It's the same way I am like when someone's like, oh, I don't like, you know, if someone's like, I hate Taylor Swift, I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like, you don't have, it literally has no effect on my loving of her music, right? Like someone else not liking it takes nothing away. So like me doing something to my face or my neck or my hair or my bank account, if you're not in like my body or my bank account, like I don't actually have to care what you think about it. Like, at no, all. I think that's over. I think it's over being shy about the things that you want for yourself because society is telling you that you need to be a certain way. Now, granted, the consequence of whatever you end up doing is the consequence, right? I think it's, I think I've denied myself things Yes. years because I was struggling. And then when I got to the point where I can actually pay my rent on time, I can pay my credit cards on yep. time. I'm yep. not doing, I'm not talking about outsized extravagances yet. Right. Like I have to fund the things that I care about. I have to fund the show. I, you know, we, I listener support is a weird thing for me to ask for, but I'm trying to see if this is possible. I'm trying to see if I have the ability to create a stream of income that allows me to create more content, create more right. things that I care about and support the people that work for me who, who come first, right? right. Like they come first, right? That's how right. any good company Absolutely. Uh, uh, operates, right? Like they, I couldn't do this without them. They know that. So I'm like, but I, there was a time where I could not literally take care of myself and no, I had I to do things in a struggle manner. And I did yep. not like that feeling of not knowing if I was going to be able to pay rent, of not knowing if my car was going to be repossessed, which it was once, if not knowing if I couldn't do these things. Like I now don't have to worry about these things, but it doesn't change the fact that I would like to advance into another tax bracket where suddenly it doesn't even become about like a, oh, just save more here and just, you know, keep that nest egg there and don't touch it and only go after it if you need things to, I don't even, I have a money manager, I have a person, there's yep. somebody that deals with that and I'm doing X, Y, and Z. I'm telling you, going to France, Abby, and seeing all these people, you know, I go to pair, uh, 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 Hotel Adnia. I don't even know mm -hmm. if I'm saying it right, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, mm -hmm. I go and I sit there and I always have tea. Uh, and 
I just look at the wealth that walks in and out of that place. And I think to myself, you know, these rooms are like 12, 1300 a night minimum. That's minimum. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. it's even more when it's not a holiday season. Right. I think it's like three times the amount. Right. And, and I'm like, what do you do? It's the same thing with like Kevin McAllister's parents. Like what work did yeah. they do yeah, yeah. that, you know, they were able to get four first class tickets to Paris and then pay for six or seven or how many, many freaking kids were on that plane minus Kevin. And you're just like, I, 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 it seems you can't talk about money anymore because so many people are suffering and I hate yeah. that. I oh, don't I hate want that, that yeah. to happen. I don't like thinking about what people, so I definitely think philanthropy is a part of Absolutely. it as well. Like I want to give back. I do give back. I'm always giving back. I mean, I, I me back. too. And I always did when I had not very much either. And I'm not saying that to be like, I'm yeah. just a good person. it's just like, it is in, it is in my nature. And I think it's also in the nature of like, Anyway, like I just think the perspective on when you've like really worked hard for it and not to be like all boomer about it, but like, and I don't, but I think like in when you're then, I'm still at a point in my life where I can like enjoy this and like, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't let myself do, and I, or I couldn't, you know, let myself do so many things that I can do now and I want to do them, but I want to do more and I want to stay at that hotel and like, I don't. I'm not like ashamed about that because I don't, I think I'm a good person and I think I treat people well and I think I give back in ways that I can, like big and small that aren't just money either. And yeah, I, I like, I don't necessarily think I have to feel bad for liking nice shit, you know? I, I, I used to think that I, I think my proximity to celebrity yeah. and wealth is has contributed to this because sure. I, you know I always like nice things but I didn't know what uh if you have money what is it's not about and 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 just to listeners it's not about what you can buy or obtain it's the no. access right it's access. like the accessibility yeah. to to get to something because you have x y and z to and, opportunity and the glow it's like up. the access to opportunity yeah. and the glow up mhm and I think like the freedom, I was going to say like the free for as creative people, um, when you don't have to think about the hustle of like, where's my next like $450 story that I'm writing for editorial because that's what they're fucking paying someone now or whatever coming from. And then when the fuck am I going to get that money six months later? Like, is it going to come in in time to yeah. pay my rent? And that wasn't when I was like as poor as I ever was, it was like, that wasn't that long ago. And, but you're like hustling the money and you're hustling the next pitch and you're hustling. And there is not enough. It is a luxury to not have to think about those things because it then also frees up the brain for so many cool creative things that you just can't think about when you're hustling and doing like, as my best friend and I say, numbies all the time. And it's not that I, you know, a lot of people have to do it. That's why I'm saying that's the luxury of money too. It's like the luxury of my time to do what I want to do creatively with it. The luxury of my time, you're at, you're, you hit the nail on the head. It's like, I, if I can free up time to do the thing, because, because the other thing too, is like, I, I wanted to be a screenwriter and a director when I first got here, that wasn't going to yeah. happen immediately, but here I am post 40. It's not, 
going to happen now unless I make the a, a, a commit to it fully, which means that you don't get there. Uh, they don't pay you to write specs. They don't pay you to come up and generate ideas on your own. You have to work at it and have the time to do so. Right. And it, that's pretty hard when you're working yeah. to support your family. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like yeah. I have to create multiple streams of income just so I can be able to get to the creative part, just right. so I can get to the podcast. And then, you know, there's all this guilt attached to it. Right. Because yeah. it's like, I want to do this for me. This is for me. I have to take be selfish about this. I want to do this for me. And there's still like this guilt attached to all of it. And I'm trying to eradicate the guilt because I'm not the only one doing this. I like I talked about at the top of the show. There's that idiot who doesn't wash their vagina. And this woman makes so much money by being just like a lump of a person on, on right. TikTok. And I'm thinking to myself, this is pr- sort of what was was the impetus for even wanting to get the show off the ground and self-produce it and not try to find a network and not try to do those things because I want control over it. I want to be able to talk whatever I want to talk about. But also because these TikTok influencers who blew up when everybody was bored and would watch an ant walk across a countertop for entertainment are still benefiting off of being complete idiots online and not generating or contributing anything to the greater cause and not, you know, talking about things that are needlessly controversial, like washing your body there. You know, I'm like, how is this girl getting campaigns when she is, you know, not a nice person, kind of vindictive and shitty uses her husband in a really awkward and weird way that feels exploitative and it's just really awkward and weird. And yet brands are like, yes, checks, checks on checks. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, uh, I just want to talk to my friends about the most random shit. Seriously. I'm so glad you're doing this. But that's how, that's what I feel about like, we have notes and like the, the podcast has like been on hiatus because it was like also like a control thing. I was like, I had to you know, it's like, you got to get your IP. Like if Taylor, if Taylor Swift has taught anyone, not anything, it's like, get your fucking it's, IP. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and see what happens when you do, and you become even bigger than they ever thought you could be, you know, it's like, take the reins. Right. But like, yeah. But even on, we have notes, the Substack. it's like, I just like the more, the looser I got and the more I am myself, I find more people like want to engage with it. And then also there's this whole audience of women our age who don't feel like they have spaces to talk or conversations mm-hmm. that they can listen to that feel like their own. And one of the greatest compliments anyone can give me about the pot or reading the newsletters, like I felt like I was just like hanging out or like you were reading my mind. Like you were and, – and and sometimes it's about the randomest shit that I thought was so weird in my head, but uh, so many other people connect to it, right? Because no one's talking about like that – whether it's something – you know, it's all pop culture or whatever, tangent, any tangent, right? Like I go off on them. I just wrote this one today where I was talking about how I finally got on ADHD meds recently. <gasps> and like, 
And like I had clean, I, I organized my closet. And then so I pulled out, like it was like I said, this is like one of those New York Times recipes where you get a whole story until you get to the thing. And then it was like a bunch of fashion pieces that I had forgotten about. So it's like nostalgia, a little bit of an essay about like getting Wait, on by dance in your 40s. Is it okay? Now tell me about this. Did you notice immediately that there was a difference? Did you notice an immediate difference? Um, once we got a little more dosage, like, cause they kind of like titrate you up and I knew I was going to need more, just the way I, my body processes like any medication, like they can't keep me numb at the dentist. Like it's a whole, like, I'm just like, <laughs> things just go through me. But so I was like, I'm not going to be the minimum, but I totally understand we should do this properly. And you like, kind of like start at like, you know, 20 milligrams. And then we went up to 30. like, once we landed and like, once it hit, I was like, Oh, and it wasn't like, oh, everything's different, but it was like, oh, and I was like, I just deep cleaned the fuck out of this apartment, like in a way that like, and I was like into it, you know, or I like reorganized my closet. It's like finishing too, like finishing tasks. But also another thing is like the generalized like anxiety because it's like ADHD and like generalized anxiety. And I was like never a person who thought like I I talk a lot. I'm like all this, but all these symptoms and I wrote about it in there like that like I didn't realize were like a possible ADHD because I, I never had trouble in school. I didn't – I could take a test in two seconds. Like I don't miss – you know, like I didn't – I could go do my homework by myself in front of the TV. Like I – so all the – and. But there's all this other stuff and like things that I thought were just my brain. And some of those things are just my brain. And I didn't want them to all go away either. But this like generalized anxiety and a little bit of the like racing that was always happening inside my head. Yeah. That I was just, yeah. uh, that I was just like, like thoughts pinging all the time. And they still ping pretty fast. But like, I don't know, it's like a little, it's like a little more chilled out. Yeah. A little bit more organized. It's a little a bit little more bit organized. Like organized. It's I'm, like I'm, a little I'm, bit more organized. I'm afraid that if I start it, that I'm going to grieve all the time that I lost not being on medication. So I'm, I mean, so I, I have anxiety I've, towards. Okay. I'm like, oh, is this is this how other people medicated yeah. or not? Are the people who don't need the medication that just that's how they f- function by yeah. nature? I was like, yeah. is this how everyone's been is this is this what's been happening here yeah i'm afraid of that I, if, if it, that happens that will be devastating for me yeah that devastating. was like a little, well that <laughs> happened i was like a, of course and now this all makes it like i was a girl who grew up with like a lot of tummy problems and like my whole life since i was like a young teenager and yeah. until like a few years ago and we kind of like sorted i was working with this like functional medicine doctor and we kind of like sorted out my gut and i was like because I was, a, I did not have a constipation problem. Let's just say I had the opposite <laughs> problem. So like all day, every day, everything I ate, whether I ate, whether I didn't eat, whether I, if, but if I ate a bit, like I would have to stay at a restaurant on a date and be like, can we get a tea? Like, cause I'd rather go at the restaurant than like right. in a New York right. apartment of a boy. Right. Like, right. you know, I had a lot of workarounds. I had like, when I was just like, this is just my life. Like I'd gotten to the point where I was like a long time ago, we'd kind of done some testing but like I was like this is just my life like this is how I live I can I fine it's fine and then we like sorted it and I was like excuse me (laughs) (laughs) 
what are you talking about? Like, like wake up Wait. and like go to the bathroom and then like not have like debilitating like cramps where you have to run to the bathroom or you're going to like shit. Like I was like, cool, Wait. cool, cool, cool. So I, I'm in my, I was like, I, there's a four in front of my age when we've sorted this out. So like all the time. In the but bathroom, no, but the, or looking for a but, bathroom, or just being in pain, like pain. You're literally that commercial. You're literally that commercial because I'm always like, who are these people who have this? Because who are these people? But I also realize, like, like I uh, now that I have this knee thing, I'm like, I better start figuring some shit out real fast because if this is osteoarthritis, then this is it. This is, this is my name. This is what, so, so what does that mean? That means get on the freaking Peloton. You know, what's out is me making my Peloton a clothing rack. What's in is actually using it. You know, like, like I, I got to start really just doing what I'm going to say I'm going to do because the whole, like, I'll put it off till this, I'll put it off to that. It's no longer in my it, it, it's just no longer there. I, it, I don't know and what it is about 2023. Uh, I mean, I do know it was a really weird fucking year. It, it, it made no sense in a lot of ways. It was unnecessarily vicious. Um, and I just realized like, I don't want to be in a situation where I am going to have a regret my grandmother, my dad's mom was one of those people who like, she talked about her regrets to till her dying day. And I did, I just don't want to be that person. I would really like to just sort of like do away with the negative energy that I think comes into a new year, which is like, you got to do all that. You got to go to the gym. You got to, you got to stop eating this. You got to stop doing that. How about we just give each other a break? That's what I'm saying. Like we need to give, each other a fucking break so we can exist so we can make smart decisions and choices that we can control i looked at those people on that plane the odds of somebody not being in that seat when that door flew off i are not my body is like full chills much full chills i'm just thinking they go it could have been devastating and now we've got just you know somebody's taking photos next to the door that landed in their yard. I mean, we are always constantly inundated with devastating imagery. And I would like to ease into a lifestyle if I can, where I am not, I'm just, I'm just trying to enjoy this shit because we are constantly pummeled with reasons to not do so. And I don't yeah. think that's, I, I, I feel bad because I, I, I recognize that that sounds like a privilege. And I said, it's the only privilege I got. <laughs> I don't have a lot of privileges, but if it's, if the only privilege I have is to be like, I don't want to feel bad every day or like I haven't accomplished something. I want to feel grateful and gratitude because I survived something I'm fully fine with that. I am fully fine with celebrating my wins and compensating myself for the wins because life is hard and life got real fucking weird last year. And I saw this, I saw the void, I touched it and I was like, Oh God, this is, this is, this is really 
how gnarly it can get. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, A, I'm sorry. But I think that like with anything like that, right? Like if if you can come out like the other side, just a little like you're out, you're going to be changed, right? No matter what. But like, can it be like, can you, I mean, not to be like that person, but like, where do you find like the, the happiness? And it's like, um, you know, I volunteer at this grief camp every summer and like, wow. Yes. I saw it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's my favorite place in the world. And this will be like my seventh summer. And it's something I discovered, like grief has been something that's very, I'm very passionate about talking about and investigating and learning about my own and other people's like, since my mom died 10 years ago. And um, it is, we talk about it, but it like, it can't, it's my favorite place in the whole wide world. The reason why almost everyone is there is the worst thing that I wouldn't wish on anybody. And we always say it's the worst club with the best people. And like mm. that, that can apply to like so many different things. Like, first of all, grief isn't only about death, right? Like that's something mm-hmm. that, you know, like you can, I know you're grieving things from that happened last year that like, don't have like it's not always about literal death but um I think that like one of the great joys of camp and one of the most healing things about it is discovering awesomeness in like the face of awfulness right so like yes yes it's like we and then also it all mixes together there like we have a fucking dance party after every meal and like 10 minutes later you might be like sobbing and the most vulnerable you've ever been to to a fellow counselor, right? Or you're or you're listening to a kid open up and talk, you know, it's like and it pings around because that's what life fucking does, right? It's not right. linear. It's not like everything is happy all the time and then it becomes sad all the time and then it becomes stressful all the time. It's like it all is intermingled and it can be within 10 fucking minutes of each other and it can go to like and then you can be back to dancing 10 minutes later and like that is actually the beauty of life in so many ways and like what I have tried to get better at embracing and like work on in myself and camp has helped that so much this place it I watch it change kids lives it absolutely changed my life hands down is one of the most the biggest influences in my life but like it's because of that and we don't shy away from any of those things. And also it's a mm-hmm. place that helped me become more unabashedly amazing. myself and let go of like the veneer of perfectionism or like cool, like what it, you know, like chanting and acting like the fool and just, but like in a way that is just like pure and raw and fun and dancing. Like I don't, like now I'm at a concert. I am dancing my ass off. I do not give a shit what anyone thinks. I do not think I'm good. It doesn't matter. I'm not dancing to impress anybody. I am dancing because it feels amazing. And I am Okay, in but the do you moment. know that's why I did not go to Renaissance because the pressure that no offense, I love you Beyonce, but the pressure that you created that's a pressure cooker situation. You A, want me to wear silver, not my color, doesn't match my skin tone. And then B, you want us to be silent, intermittently silent and an intermittently, I can't be controlled. I cannot be managed and I can't you be controlled. You cannot. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't. And, and you're asking me to do something that is, you know, I that's just not my vibe, babe. But I can support you 
from afar. And that's knowing your limitations, which is also in well, me. I am knowing my limitations. Boundaries. boundaries and limitations. Like, and But the boundary might be like, I can't go further than that. Like that is all. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking Take about what is that? Is it, is it like, is it, isn't it Kim Cattrall's quote? Like, I don't want to be anywhere for like more than 10 minutes where I'm not having a good time. Is it Kim Cattrall or something like that? It's like, it's Kim Cattrall. Yeah. Whatever that exact quote is that I'm flubbing. No, but, but that went out the window for me when she ended up on that terrible show. So now I don't know what to think about her. Well, I think she didn't have to not have a good time because she wasn't with any of them and she got a big check and she was like, she had Pat Field come to only dress her and she didn't have to talk to any of those people. So I think she might've had a good time. She might've had a good time. Maybe, maybe I should, I think she had a good time depositing. Give her, I I give her, I mean the show, you know, I hate, I hate watch that show. Like it's terrible, terrible. It's awful. It's awful. Um, but I mean, I'm like, get your check. Kim like I can't imagine how big they had to make that check so I'm like you go get that sweetie and then go back to Europe or wherever you live now like but I think the 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 vibe of that quote though is just like yeah if I don't have to be there like I don't feel like I have to be there you know like and if I'm there I really want to be there for the most part or of course we all have obligations but I'm talking about the things we can pick and choose and like yeah, and that's why I, I'll I'm gonna go I go to shows by myself. I'll go to anything by I'm also just live by my I'm just wanna I like being by myself. It's very it makes me happy. But I used to like Which is be so like, adorable. Oh, I, can't, I can't go if someone's not gonna go with me. And I used to think that for a really long time. Not that it wasn't I wasn't capable, but that I was like, oh eh, you know, or that like I did care more what people thought. And I know we've started this conversation talking about like bodies, da, da, da. but like in terms of like my energy and like what I'm putting out, like, I, you know, if someone doesn't like me, like that's okay. Just don't like oh, me. Oh, yeah. I, like, oh, oh, I don't even care anymore. I don't even care. I've never really cared. I think I, I cared in the context of if it affected my money, but I don't care. I don't care because I definitely I care. Have- Oh, oh no. I, I don't think I really cared. I think I cared if it was like a guy. Cause you know, mm-hmm. I'm very like, was, you know, even well, though I definitely, married, I, was... I definitely really cared about that for a long time. Yeah. yeah I definitely really All cared. It, but though. like now, once you marry someone who loves you regardless, unconditionally, then you're like, oh, well, I can kind of do whatever I want to do on that. But then once you kind of get into a space of, I know what I'm good at. I know what my yes. limitations are. I know what my boundaries are. I think I could, and I also don't need like a bazillion people in my business or my life. So nope. if you're not one of them, it's totally fine. It's actually probably better um, for the both of us, regardless. And I just, you know, I, I think that it's not a big deal. It doesn't have to be a thing. The thing is just like, I'm not going to be rude. You know, it's just like, and if it's someone that you do have to be around sometimes or whatever, I'll be like, hi, how are you? Like, great. We don't have to have a big, and it's not like a big thing. It's just like, right. cool. Like, we're not cool. going to spend a lot of time together. Like, great. We don't. And if like, you don't have to, con- like, it's fine. You can like mute me, ignore me, not read what I, you know, it's all optional. You can opt in or opt out at any time. <laughs> like, we you know we didn't even talk about. <sighs> We, so we didn't talk things. about delusional. Oh, I love Delulu. I feel well, like- please go into that because we need to. We I think we end on that. We talk about the delusion 
factor because I, I would love your take on delusion. Well, here's the thing. I think I like like a 40 somethings version of delusion because I think it's probably not fully delusional. Yes. Um, Because it has a lot of life behind it. So whether it's like something silly or not silly or if it's something serious, like I think it's more like choosing to like, I don't know, because I like don't think it's delusional. Like I, I, you know, I'm as we've long documented here, I am a Swifty. So like Delulu in terms of like fan theories and like stuff like that, where I was like, you know, at like the, 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 I, you know, you jump on, we call it like, I buy a property on Clownelia Street, like clown, go to clown town. Like it's, you know, <laughs> buying, and it's like, not like the, not like it's more, it's more like minor. I, what I like to dive into with those are like theories about like when she's going to announce something, like what's right. going to be the next this, like not like stuff about her personal life, like not that kind of stuff, but like, not that I don't look at those things, but I'm not like, I don't get all jazzed up and I'm like, oh my God, like what? And then like when she really is dropping Easter eggs, like they're obviously like she's promoting something, right? And I'm like, okay, like let's figure this out. And then when we think, because we're so used to finding clues when we start making up, then we're, you know, it's like like confirmation bias. It's like you want it to mean that. So I'm like, well, all those dancers did post black hearts before like the final show in Brazil and this thing and that thing. And I was like, she... She might, I had been like, no, everyone's being stupid about, she's not announcing Reputation Taylor's version. And then I, that day, I had gone down a hole. I was like posting, I'm making TikToks, I'm like, whatever. And I'm like listening to Reputation all day. No, we were all ridiculous. Of course, she didn't announce it that day. But I, that's the kind of Delulu that's like real fun for me. I'm like, oh, let me just be delusional about this. But I don't think being like, Here's the thing. I I like much like the word body positivity, like manifesting is on that list. I'm not over manifesting, but maybe like manifesting as a brand, like manifesting TM, like no, because I think sometimes Delulu plays out into manifesting something for your life. It's like I am going to have tickets every single night for Taylor Swift's three shows in Indianapolis where I live, where I can walk to the stadium but didn't get a <laughs> didn't even get a code because Ticketmaster is evil. Like I can walk there from here. She's doing three nights here. I'm obviously so excited. Um, I don't have tickets yet. I will. Some might call that Delulu. I don't think so. Like I know that that's happening and I don't mean $3,000 tickets. Like, I mean, I'm going to like have like some sort of normal-ish for that kind of concert you know, either price or like, I mean, I decided on a Monday that I was going to drive down to Nashville when she was, the shows were there in May, didn't have tickets, was like, we'll see what happens. And I'd already decided I had a friend to stay with and all that. By Tuesday afternoon, I had face value tickets for Friday night and Saturday night. So like some might say turning, you know, fandom of like Harry Styles and Taylor Swift at my age into like a huge part of my personality (laughs) is delusional and I say it's fantastic and like is I don't think it's delusional no I don't think it's delusional it's core to you as a person because it gives you joy and you're joyful about it right and I don't think that I don't think there should be a limitation 
on age in terms of the passion oh, no, for it. I don't either. Just like I, I just mean, other, others' perceptions of that are different. Oh, like, I, I don't, think age. Yes. I always say no. you don't have to age. I was said this one day in the news. I was like, you don't have to age into apathy. Like, do you guys, these youths who are like, well, then I, that is not my, my space of like Swifties and Harrys who are young are some of my favorite people. I am so, but there are corners about the fandom of any fandom, right? That are like, whoa. But, right. and there are certainly corners who would be like, and it's almost probably the even young, but they're like. I don't want to get, I'm going to get old. Like, I'm like, what do you think happens as you get older? Do you think you stop being into the stuff that you liked? Like, do you think you stop no. liking music? Like, do you no. think you stop, Like, I was like, people stop telling you that you can be publicly excited about it. By the way, they tell you you're unserious if you do it when you're young and you're unserious when you do it when you're old. So fuck There's, them You all. have to be in the general marketing window for it. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, I want to see Madonna for reasons that are different than when I was younger. When right. I was younger, it was like, you know, it's Madonna and I want to see Madonna and she's got an album out. Now I'm older and it's like, if I don't see Madonna this time, I don't know how many more times I'm going to get a chance to see Madonna. I'm aware that Madonna is in her 60s. I'm aware that she has a bad hip and a bad knee and she's been dancing since she was like knee had or grasshopper. I'm aware of what we're up against yeah. as a Madonna fan. I'm aware that her best albums are behind her. Yeah. That, you know, it's, she, she knows this too. Otherwise she wouldn't be on tour. So like, I feel like fandom in that sense is a, is a, fandom, Delulu fandom is is different for me. I think the Delulu that I'm, you know, focusing on is right now we're in the middle of award season and I had already made a concerted decision a few years ago that I'm not going to award season parties because I'm not being nominated and I'm not being feted. So I'm basically there just to eat food and dress up for no purpose that serves me other than I, Oh, I got to stand next to Amanda Seyfried or Jack Black. That is exciting. I've already done that. Um, it, so it becomes repetitive because I'm actually not getting anything from this experience other than the opportunity to say just that. And that has no value to me anymore because I've already done it. So I really need to, what is the reason I'm here in town? If I'm going to sit in Los Angeles and be seated in a place that's over, I need to be a participant in the economy of it because that's what I want. So putting any of that off, you know, is is ridiculous. I am delusional in thinking that I need to continue doing those things. But what's delulu about my position now is that I want to be I, an award-winning X, Y, and Z. So I need to focus on that instead of you know, most people are like, you got to be in the room. Well, those days where you're Marilyn Monroe or Charlize Theron, you walk into a bank and cause a and have a dramatic, you know, freak out on a banker. And then an agent makes you a star. Those days are over. That doesn't happen anymore. Those things don't happen anymore. You, you have to actively work and do shit. You have to make make stuff. You have to make things. You have to put it out and you have to throw so much stuff out there. Like, and you have to be, I think that being a creative just means you have to be a little Delulu anyway. Yeah. You have to be willing to like put yourself out there in ways big and small. Yeah. And all of, all of it is vulnerable. And like, and especially now these days, you got to, there's a lot you got to put out 
to yeah you have no to have a podcast gonna... you have to have a twitter account you have to have a instagram account you have, like and the, it's exhausting to think about it's all exhausting. the things i need to do in order to be seen as a creative and and in addition to the actual material that i need to f- finish well to get to get anyone to like do anything with the main material yes. right like yes and like this has been going on for a while but the, now it feels like because it's like the the days are gone where like this one great thing you wrote got you a book deal. Like and yeah. even the book deal no. doesn't look like how book deals used to look, but that's nope. not even gonna get you one. And you have to they wanna see all your content and your social numbers and your this and like all the ways you can promote. And like that's fine. And you and I have been doing a lot of that stuff for a long time, and but it is exhausting. And you're like, but I wish I could just do the thing that I wanted to do. Yeah. You can't like you can't you literally can't so you we have to be delusional <laughs> like, we have to be delusional I have to I like I like put my numbers into um, a calculator just to calculate my engagement and I was so sad because I have 20 over 20,000 followers on Twitter and my engagement was like half a percent and I thought this must have just be from the last month because I used to have pretty high engagement. Now I've got 20,000 followers on a platform that's worthless. Yeah. And now I and have that's, to- it's, It was my biggest platform too. And it's dead. Yeah. Right? It's In dead. terms of, I mean, there, I can still see funny stuff on there, but no one sees, I don't even see, I don't see anybody's stuff. It's not, nope. it's not the same. And that was the place nope. where we built our, our biggest our, platform where we used to have a lot of- Engagement. Yeah. <laughs> And now I have like it's I get sad. I'm like, there's no oomph. This 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 Golden Globes tweet would have done numbers. I would have been retweeted by oh. Mindy Kaling. I would oh. have had like I would have everything. And now it's like crickets. And I'm like, okay, so what? And now I have to. In addition to doing my job, now I have to pivot my entire platform. Hence yep. the show. Hence the show, which I'm so happy that you came on. Thank you for having me. I'll come on. You you know, I'll talk to you anytime, anywhere. No, I have a feeling that you're going to be back real soon, actually, because we didn't even scratch the surface of all the shit that I want to talk about. Can I be like one of those like regular, you know, like I was like how Carson used to have. Like I said, like, you know, like just like, you know, oh, someone's in like that. They just live in the same place, but now we all live in the same place, the internet. And they, like they just pop by. They're not not promoting anything, not doing anything. Abby, and it'd just be like Joan would be on all the time. Or like a regular. has his purse. I'll I would it would nothing would make me happier. <laughs> because the things that we can talk about, like we have to, we'll schedule I, I come back because I have more shit I want to talk to you about. I want to di- dive deeper into the beauty stuff with you because I I want to talk oh. to you about so many different things that I've been digging into lately, specifically retinol, which I have avoided for years. And I'm finally go- going in on, I got A313 in Paris and I'm scared and I'm just doing one pea-sized uh, yeah. amount on a week to start, but I want to get into yeah, this and I, I mean, I, I wish I was as much of an insider as I used to be. Um, no, but like, it's yeah, not about like, that. We're talking about aging skin in general. It's a yeah. conversation we can have. Oh, we can and have it. I love you so much. Thank I love you. you so much. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited you're doing this. I'm so proud of you. You're amazing. It is going to blow up because... It is. Oh, stop. Look. And that is not Delulu. Or wherever it goes, it's going somewhere. I don't know where, but it's this it's is the going right somewhere. Move, this is and the it's right going move. somewhere. It's, this and is I'm the right going move. To, 
Because your voice is hilarious and important and funny and (laughs) fucking more people need to know it. I love you so much. Thank you. I love you, you so much. Same. I feel Thank the you same way about on. you. And I, 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 everybody, I will drop the link to her uh, Substack and her podcast. We have notes in the notes. Follow her. Support her. Go to her. She's at Abby Gardner on Twitter. Are you on Abby Gardner on Instagram too? Abby C. Gardner. Oh, that's annoying. That's annoying. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. Isn't that annoying? I'm always like, womp, womp, womp. Yeah. Thanks for listening this week. Always a joy. Love Abby so much. She is so crazy. Here's what I'm going to leave you with. Uh, The first thing is um, we watched Napoleon with Joaquin Phoenix. Um, We loved it. Napoleon, for whatever reason, was one of those types of political people that I've always been fascinated by. I'm sure Bill and Ted's excellent adventure has something to do with this. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually confident. Um, and the movie directed by Ridley Scott came out last year. It's on Apple TV. It should be on Apple TV by the time, uh, this drops, uh, really, really fascinated by his ability to really just start shit when he was mad at his wife. Can you imagine? It's it's actually frightening. Um, but it, it's it's and it's hilarious in its execution. I know this movie was meant to be um a drama, a historical drama, but I found it quite funny. Um, do I think that Joaquin was the right person? Somebody was saying, like, why? him and why not him i am a huge joaquin fan i i give him everything i don't find him annoying i know some people do i don't i'm not one of those people um but i thought it was an incredible movie the battle scenes are wild waterloo oh my god you hear and you read about these things in in school books and i've never been uh, somebody who would just pick up like a memoir or a tome and just go, you know, hard in the paint for the Re- French Revolution and any elements around it. But uh, any movie that starts with a beheading uh, and ends with someone in exile, um, good for me. Super, super invested. Um, his relationship with Josephine, his his first wife, who was the Empress, um, it, 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 she just from everything that I'd heard about her. Yeah. Uh, she was played by Vanessa Kirby in the movie. And she, if, if that's who Josephine was, then God damn it. Vanessa Kirby played her to a T. Um, there is a lot of the, the, the France seemed very just messed up during this period. I mean, you look at the set pieces and, and, and outside of where, Napoleon lived, he spent his summers in Versailles and most of his time in Paris, like outside of the chateaus and everything like that and being on on ships, everything looked like shit. What a rough time. I kept saying to myself when I was watching, I was like, how in the fuck did these people just exist? And you know it stank in there. You know everybody stank. That's another thing. 
I mean, I'm not be this is not a stereotype. It it everything looked funky. But it was a really good movie. I definitely recommend that you watch it. It was very good. Um another thing that I want to recommend to you is there is an app we used in Paris called Lay Fooding. Um I recommend this. If you're planning on traveling or going there at any point soon, download this app. Download this app because it tells you one thing that I always hear people complain about is like the food. Like we can't be having these conversations um, anymore. Uh, when you if you don't do research when you go on a trip someplace, or if you get a recommendation and it doesn't work out for you, that's fine too. But go and look at crowdsourcing what other people are saying. Um, and this app kind of does that. And it gives you, my favorite thing about it is you can filter it by if you're eating solo, if you're feeling like, like you need comfort food. Um, it gives you every kind of cuisine, every kind of delicacy, restaurants, shops, hotels, vibe. Um, download it and just put it in your travel folder. Um, it is a good thing to have um, when you're there so you don't get caught up in, um, you know, the annoyance of trying to find something to eat while you are there because um, you want to make the right choice. You want to make the right type of food. You want to make You want to do the right thing when it's time to sit down and, and have a meal because you don't want to waste a single penny on something that you don't like or doesn't taste good. It's just unfair to you. You have to have what you need when you're traveling, no matter where you go. There's, there's, there's no point. You need to enjoy the luxury that you deserve if that, if you so desire. So my recommendation is to download that app, type in where you're going to be or where you're going to go. If you're going to the Eiffel Tower, you literally can just put in Eiffel Tower and it'll show you all the restaurants there, rating them. My one tip, if it has less than a four star, do not eat there. There's a reason for that. And it's not because Americans are obnoxious. There's a reason something that does not have a four. A four is not hard to obtain or maintain anywhere in the world. You, If you make good food and people eat it and they come back for more, that four plus, anything less than four, if I saw less than, uh, uh, and in this case, it's it's on a scale of one to 10. If I saw less than like an eight I or a 7.5, I wasn't going there. I only want the best kind of food. Um, also, and this is no matter where you go, this thing saved us so much room and time and it was difficult because I am a overpacker. I have a tendency to bring way too much crap, but I think I did a pretty damn good job. I'm patting myself on the back for this. Vacuum bags, vacuum packing bags. Got them on Amazon. They were 25 bucks. I believe I will double check and put this in the show notes as well. Vacuum bags, y'all vacuum bags it took a like something that would be this big down to like this big like 50 percent. we're talking 50 percent space savings and essentially what they do is they give you these really you know heavy tough bags 
you put your outfits in there. What I did is I put like the tops in one bag, the bottom in another bag, right? And then you seal it up real tight like a zip ziplock bag, zip cock, a ziplock bag. You seal it up real tight so no air gets out. And then they give you the vacuum. It's a little handheld vacuum, very small, easily packable. It's like the size of this cup, I swear. So tiny. And you vacuum the air out. And then it just, it you, I squeeze it into one side of my carry-on. And then the other side of the carry-on, empty, right? So then I put uh, a pair of shoes on that side. I put some socks on that side. I put a belt. Uh, I put my makeup bag, my toiletry bag on the side. And now I've got a bag that I'm just, it's just durable, quick, easy, and we're, we're gone. We're going. And we both used it and it worked perfectly. Also, get yourself a big duffel with a compartment on the bottom. Again, a game changer. I am not checking shit. I am not checking shit. Not during the holidays. Not the way I travel. I don't like waiting. So anything that improves my experience um, is what I'm after because I know how people get. I know how the airline industry gets this time of year and everyone's going a million different places and have, there's a lot of different energy in, 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 in your space. You want to make it easy for you to up and dip, just dip as, as quickly as possible. Um, and these vacuum bags from Amazon were a game changer, an absolute game changer. Definitely, definitely just invest in them. Just whenever you're going anywhere, just, 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 just zip and suck the air out. Just it's been suck. And your life will just be so much better for it. I, I trust me, believe me. I never tell you things if I didn't think they were valuable. You've been listening to Tangent Island. I'm your host, Winter Mitchell Rohrbaugh. This is executive produced by me with support from my amazing editor, Brad Parsons, my amazing video editor, Fareed Frisbee. You can always support uh, the pod by going to patreon.com forward slash tangent island. Please give me all the stars. I would love it. I would appreciate it. Uh, your support goes directly to my team who are amazing. And they put up with me. And I'm not even a brat. I'm just an Aquarius. And for that alone, they need to be remunerated. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back. And also, if you haven't had a chance to dip into the Patreon, know that the BOCO is myself and Alan, my husband. We are doing a show called Tangent Island, staying afloat, talking about the first five years of our marriage, what we've been going through. Uh, it's really poignant and special and exciting. Um, so I hope you participate in that. Um, and then also newsletter monthly. Um, and you get video. You get to see my beautiful face if you sign up. So yeah, I'm very excited that you were able to join me today so we could talk about the ins and outs. Let me know what your ins and outs are. Let me know what you think is over. Don't be shy. What are you done with? It could be anything. Uh, we are at Instagram Tangent Island. We're on Twitter. I'm never calling it X at Tangent Island. I'm, as always, I'm at Instagram at Winter. And we'll see you next week.